G'day, party people. This is your one and only source into the shenanigans of a couple of Sheilas. I'm Gabby. And I'm Emma, and we'll be sharing juicy stories. Our biggest secrets. The what not to do. The lessons we've learned. All the mistakes. And too many times we've been baked. <laughs> Stay tuned. You're listening to Sheilas and Shenanigans. What's up, party people? Hello, hello, hello. We are back. Again. Better than ever? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, some would say, some would say, um, getting or, into, or are we, <laughs> uh, are we, are we doing fine? I mean, through COVID. Yeah. I mean, we haven't caught COVID yet. So I guess we're, we're sitting <laughs> That's a big win. Level. A big win for us. That's but I love how, so today we're going to be doing exes slash breakups. Yeah. Breakups. And I love how we sort of relationships. We, well, not really, because we're just going into the, end of it where it's done or should be done but like past relationships but i love how we've skipped relationships we've gone like dating skip over that thing we do not know that much about we're still learning the one that we don't really know how to do (laughs) and we'll go straight into breakups and if you haven't had this experience yet how are you doing that? Let us know because uh, we need some tips. Like if you haven't experienced any type of breakup. Are you a love avoidant? No, but more so that, and one thing I wanted to bring up straight away before we start is like, even if you haven't had a boyfriend, this is not so much about relate intimate relationships breaking up, but no, well, I suppose all of them intimate, but um, definitely friendships, mm. anyone you've really had to like cut out of your life for, or they've cut you out and you're processing that and you need to like let go of somebody it's to do with any type of breakup yeah and yeah. so that's what we're going to be discussing today um so let's get let's get on with this let's get let's let's roll on to it oh i want to bring up so okay. before so i want to kind of rehash a couple of things that was so funny that happened over the past since doing the dating podcast to now my friend at the boy detox Great Insta, absolutely love her stuff. She writes articles on relationships, dating, etc. And she just posted today the an article called Shoot to Kill and Other Words of Advice for Using Dating Apps. So I'm excited to read that, but if I would recommend going over to her. And another one she recently just wrote, which took her a while because she had so many interesting comments and feedback. And it's actually a question we've been asked today is sex with an ex. Do you do it? Do you not? Do you have sex with the ex? That's our first question. We've that is our to. first question. Yeah, interesting. Um, yeah. And she's got basically like all these different ways that people do or don't have sex with the ex. And it's really good articles. Cannot recommend her stuff enough. That is her Instagram is at the boy detox. Absolutely love it. So let's jump into our other questions that we were asked. Well, sex with the ex. Well. Let's start. All right. Um, do you do it? Do you don't? I'll start. Sorry. (laughs) I'll go. Gabby's just giving me the don't want to go there. So, and also, I suppose what we'll be talking about today is like, Gabby's like, oh, I've only really had one serious relationship. But I'm like, babe, this is pretty much every relationship, mainly the what if ones that you never really got to give it a red hot crack. But you were dating them for long enough where you had to let them go. So there was like a lot of emotions too. Because I've had so many of them. And if anything, I'm probably more invested in those what if situations than I am with the ones who I already gave it a crack yeah. and know that it's not working. I'm like, oh, well, we at least tried. So the other people were probably like more difficult. But on Sex with the Ex, I would say that in my serious relationships, two out of the four were just sort of held together 
like going back and forward with just sex and nothing nothing else was working so i was kind of like probably only caught up with them to that okay. so i was constantly going back the other two was a clean slate like no nah, once we broke up it was done so i'm sort of like a 50 50 interesting yeah. yeah but i noticed myself when i'm like going back to a guy for sex that it's like an attachment issue and i'm struggling to let go and it's generally a really toxic relationship. Well, both of those were. They were a bit in turmoil. Well, it just means you're in it for the wrong reasons, really. Oh, completely like, wrong reasons. And, but I'm, I think that the thing is that, like, it's hard to to take... I know for me, like, that's anything physical, because I'm very physical. Um, it's hard for me to separate the difference between the emotional state and the physical state. Because I feel like my physical state can sometimes put on... Or more so, uh, help me to want the emotional state even more, even though it's probably not there. Mm, that's exactly it. It's I like, like it's like blind. Hashtag love yeah. is blind. Yeah. <laughs> I'm blinded by the sex. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, so in your, in your past experience with relationships, um, and still kind of sitting on the physical side with them, is that what kept you more attached to them? A hundred percent. So those two specifically... But how long did it take you to realise that? Oh, one of them was years. And the other one would have been months. We were travelling together while broken up. Oh, wow. And it was like the only thing that was sort of keeping us... How did you guys not like... Like, basically, we hated each other, let's be honest. We absolutely could not stand each other, resented each other. And the sex was the only great thing. So I guess we at were least like it was like a like, bit of like a stress relief. You know? Yeah, <laughs> a stress relief and maybe just constant so makeup what? sex yeah. from like every argument. Have a fight, no worries. It yeah. just makes the physical uh, trait even better. That's what I as well do, a hundred percent. Because I'll be like, oh, this has been such a crap day. So put some I can't passion stand in the bedroom. you. Yeah. I want a relief from this turmoil. I'm gonna give us both a relief. So was there passion there though? Do you think there was passion there? I think in a toxic way. I think I'm very familiar with toxic relationships in that way. So do you think passion is toxic? No. I don't think it has to be. I think that... Mm. So I think that, for example, like my first relationship was so full on and so much that I... Everything else after that's I kind of deceived (laughs) the passion as love. Oh, interesting. As like, or okay. it, maybe there was love you, there, but it wasn't healthy. It was dysfunctional. Yeah, okay. Yeah, completely dysfunctional. So yeah. like it wasn't helping you see through your relationship clearly. Like yeah. it wasn't making you understand the good sides and... Yeah. When okay. I think that when sex is involved and then you're going back to that partner purely on the basis of like maybe the sex is definitely one of the main things, mm-hmm. then you get confused. You're like, no, I love this person. It's just so easy to confuse yourself. Yeah. For me, anyway, I want to speak yeah. in the eye actually with this stuff because I found it interesting because a lot of people on this. Well, I was talking to my friend who did that article, and she's like, "I'm so surprised at how many people would never go back to an ex for sex." I'm like, same. That's hectic. Yeah, especially after a breakup. Like, I feel like that's such a normal and, thing. Yeah, and whether it's <laughs> girls that are like, um, want to. It's like the safety net, or like even seeing if there's still something there. Yeah, hundred percent. Got to go check it out and yeah, see if it's just like... just see if I'm still feeling yeah, these things. And that would be the addictive thing that I went through for years with my first relationship. Like, it was definitely because it was like our first loves and like a lot of other things. I would call him my twin flame. 
look that up if you ever thought of someone to be your twin flame. It's sort of like you believe that you're they're your soulmate. They're like it's it's crazy. It's basically like another half of you was like split and you've known each other before you were here on this life on earth. So it's like your soulmate? No? No. So it's twin flames and soulmates and I think that my first relationship was definitely my twin flame and generally, not always, it can turn into a really toxic, abusive relationship which mine was. Not from just his end but from mine as well. We were both very like, but he was like my twin flame. We were just obsessive. How did your first relationship end? And it did like two weeks before, officially, two weeks before schoolies. And then. But what, um, it how was, did it, it end? Like, okay, what, how did it end? I it think end? I just chucked a tantrum and ended it, which is what, something I generally. So did. no one cheated? Threw something at him. <laughs> no one cheated? No. Okay. No. I mean, I'm not sure. We are both like. It was just too toxic, you had to get out of it. Uh, it wasn't really by that stage. I suppose it wasn't great. I think I was the toxic one. Um, but then going further on for the next like two and a half years that so we continued to go on and off, that was toxic. Okay. I'm guessing it's around about two and a half years. That became okay. toxic because it was like, let's date during the week and then on the weekends do whatever you want. It was yes. just not being able to cut it and have a clean slate and just be like, bye. And I think that's something that comes up a lot, I suppose, when you're, I was just turned 17 at the time. On the Gold Coast, it's a small place. Seeing each other out every weekend. Got the same group of friends. Like, we couldn't really escape each other even if we tried. Yeah. And we definitely weren't trying. Like, the amount of times I'd be in the car on my way to his place and be like, this is the last time you're going there. And I'd have some song on that's like, like, really just be like, this is the last time. And I would do that three times a week. This is the last time. And, like, we would literally be like... And his mum used to say, like, one day you are obsessed with each other and you're in love, and the next there's holes in the wall and you guys are... It's see, extreme. but I think that's so hard to see when you're young because you think that that's, that's it. That's all to expect in a relationship. And every relationship is so different. Like, I know with my first relationship, which, which was, like, back in high school, um, and then we ended up dating, like, a year and a half out of high school and we both moved over to the States. Um, like, there was... I mean, even you told me, you, I think you came over to my house one day and you're like, this is toxic. This is exactly what I was in. Like, yeah, yeah. I would I was you younger, say that. And you're like, you need to get out of this situation. Mm. And I couldn't really. Because you were sneaking around with him, weren't you? Yes. Yes, yeah. I was. I mean, well, just mostly because I come from a very conservative family and it's just, I don't know, like I just... I'm also not one to share a lot with my family in terms of me dating guys because I was mm. never really allowed to. So the next well, option was to make a breakup. There's a lot of judgment. Sneak. Do you think there's a lot of judgment that Always. when there's been a breakup? So, so then you begin then, to sneak around. Like I remember, yeah. I was never really 100% open when I was doing the same thing. So I think I just looked at your relationship and was like, "Well, this is familiar. That didn't end well." Yeah, Gabby, it, please don't but do what I did. You telling me that it was toxic back then, I had no idea what that meant until after like a couple years after realizing that through meeting other people Ah, uh, so okay so this is interesting so my second relationship then was like the perfect human in the world i would say right guy wrong time which we can go into later yes. but he was so placid and beautiful and not to give like a comparison of what they both were they're both beautiful humans but he was so it became my idea of our relationship became mm. boring because oh, okay. it, there was there wasn't there wasn't the throwdown fights there wasn't the drama there wasn't this 
this thing that I thought was love, but it was really just heightened passion that was actually toxic. It was like toxic passion. Yeah. So because he didn't give me that, I was like, is there's this something wrong? There's not love. <laughs> there's no love here. Whereas yeah. really it was just functional. It was just yeah. a functional, healthy is relationship. That, is that so odd though? And like, I was actually listening to this podcast um, earlier this week um, about this guy. His name is Guy Finley. And he's written many books. Um, his book is called Relationship Magic. And basically he goes on to talk about how relationships bring revelations. Um, and that, like, what's being revealed in a relationship isn't caused by the relationship itself. Um, but it's causing us to see who we are as individuals and what what we bring into that. Which is true because I feel like I've learned so much through myself just purely by dating people. Not only that, just friendships as well like you start to see more of a side of yourself once you develop relationships with people mm-hmm. relationships are your biggest teachers for me a hundred percent so like even my relationship with my mom my dad they're my biggest teachers i'm their biggest teacher good lord bless they've learned a lot but <laughs> with our partners as well like i there's nothing i regret i've learned so much from all of them some of them it's taken me a long time Actually, all of them right now, it's taken me a long time and only recently have I done the work with that and figuring it out. But they've definitely, they're just teaching you things about yourself. Or even just knowing how to build thick skin for like dating in general. I mean, yeah. I feel like, well, this day and age can be so rough. I don't know. I I think that that quote is sort of coming from a way of like, for example, I self-sabotage. I, every single relationship, it's funny how you're like, how did that one end? It's like, um, I was just a psychopath who was in my own inner turmoil and projecting it onto every relationship I had, expecting them to make me happy when I really didn't know how to make myself happy. Which is interesting because that means just your emotions were just coming aloud. Yeah. So, and we do that, I think, when we're in relationship all mm. the time. So, yeah. like, you might trigger me, and then I, the instant, like, if I was emotionally unintelligent, I would say, I would begin to blame you yeah, for triggering or, or me when you've actually done nothing wrong. Yeah, so, like, exactly. a big thing that I feel like we did in relationships and I did my whole life was be like, you made me angry. Whereas, like, yeah. no one can make, make me do angry. anything. Yeah, like, exactly. so it's like, you did this and I felt upset because I felt unheard, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Any so, like, negative thought is a choice, too. Mm. Like, and that's something that I've really learned over uh, the last few years about myself is if I'm, if I choose to feel something negative, that's my choice. If someone tells me something, it's my choice to take that on or not, you know? And then if I want to let it out to others, that's also another choice for me to bring out anger. Yes. Rather than accepting the fact that I'm feeling this way and knowing how to find my way through it rather than let it out to other people, which actually affects the relationship. Well, that comes from experience and a lot of consciousness. So a lot of not we weren't we aren't born to I don't think no consciousness exactly. in our society at the moment. So like yeah. for me going to rehab and really sitting there and like them telling me exactly what you're saying and unfortunately it's not as black and white as you might have said in certain regards because like if I'm suffering oh, from the PTSD yes I am choosing yes to be triggered but unconsciously. So I'm, yeah, I have no control over that. Exactly. So like I'm reacting from a place of like I'm trying to survive right now yeah. or like I feel threatened so I'm just going to try, try and protect myself but I'm not conscious of what's going on. So like yeah, there's a lot of – there is definitely a choice but whether it's unconscious, subconscious or conscious is interesting. Exactly. Before we move on to the next thing, I'd love that you brought that up because I'm like while we're on it, I find it interesting. My favorite book 
at the moment has been men are from Mars, women are from Venus. If you haven't, and if you want to understand a relationship more than a girl-boy dynamic, then I would 100% take a look at that. I can open it up to any page and learn something. And what I opened it up to last night, which is so true, was that men argue for the right to be free while women argue for the right to be upset. She actually has it next to her bedside table. Yeah, I'm I, opening up one page right I now. Study a lot. Men want <laughs> space while women want understanding. How to communicate support to a Martian. Please tell me how that ends. <laughs> <laughs> well, they say that so the, the men are the Martians from Mars. Yeah. Um, so basically the best thing that I learned from that, which is so interesting, was that which I've never sort of been like open to, obviously I'm well and truly open to therapy, love therapy, but like couples therapy... More recently, my friend was getting a divorce after her relationship for like a, since they were 15 years old. And I was like, I just don't understand. Like, can you go to therapy? Like, give yourselves a chance. And she was like, oh, we can only get in like three months. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, that's pretty much when the divorce will go through anyway. So I was in this headspace of being like, I, why would you not give that a shot? But that's my personal experience, I suppose. And then reading this part of it made it so much sense. So basically, what happened is, and what does happen in this day and age, is men and women... We have different languages. Mm. So, for example, yes. women, we speak exaggerated terms that come from emotions, whereas men are more logical. So, like, for me, yeah, I, so I do it all the time. So, it's like, I used to do it all the time. Let's say up until now. I, men, women will be like, you never listen to me. And a man will be like, well, that's just not true because I have ears. I'm not deaf. Like, Never is a big change. 50% of the time, I probably <laughs> shut you out and just choose to listen it's to the like other 50%. Hobart episode in The Simpsons where Homer's just banging the tambourines. No, the monkey's the banging monkeys the in his tambourine. Head. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's so basically I'm the 50%. Like that half the time. Yeah. I know. Gabby's like that half the time. <laughs> Being in a relationship with Gabby, that's what you're going to get. So basically, Songs. women, we say things that are coming from like our emotions, so they're exaggerated. And then yeah. logically, a man will be like, well, that's just not true because. It's not. And they'll be very, like, logical. But it's also, like, us speaking in the heat of the moment, too. And I know we just spoke about thinking about how you feel in those negative times and switching the negative thoughts into positive thoughts. But we are human at the end of the day. It's, like, not always going to be fairy tale ending fairy tale times, you know? Well, women are more emotional. So, basically, the whole book is about the fact that we have two different languages and then we're from two different planets and then we come to the one planet and how are we going to make this work? So the big thing I sort of learnt was, and they, they talk about scenes from back in the day where they arrived on the planet and it was like, I believe they had that. two different languages. You know yeah. So they say that when two people, like from the woman from Venus and the men from Mars can't communicate properly, they'll get a translator, which in this day and age is a counsellor. Someone to guide you. Just be like, hey, this is what not what you're actually saying. I'm going to interpret that for you. Or just to help that communication with each other. And not even to understand what you're going through. More so just so you can understand your own thoughts. Like, that's what I've learned a lot through counsellors and, like, psychologists. Just to be able to understand... Hey, what you're thinking. Yeah. What you actually mean, I suppose. What you mean. So, like, for example, when a woman's saying, like, you never listen to me, it's coming from I'm unheard. I feel like I'm being unheard, which is like a problem. Yeah. Like with women, mostly have they feel like they're not being understood, unheard. They, they feel like then no one's listening to them, which is why they say you never listen to me, which isn't exactly the truth. But it's probably like you fifty percent of the time don't listen to me. Or maybe it's just that they they have no interest at all, which is a relationship at a fault, really. I think like if that, someone doesn't I think show I agree, interest in yes. you, that's just like 
they're just not interested. 100%. But I think that this is basically what's saying is like we're both two different... We're the one species, we're two different kinds of the one species. So like we can't... For example, men are very... When they're logical, they're actually, they want a solution. So if a woman just wants to complain and we just want to be heard complaining and we come home from work and it's like a really difficult day and I just want to bitch about somebody at work, I don't know. See, I men th- hate that. So obviously they just go straight into something like, oh, well, you know what? You complain about this job all the time, so why don't you get a new one? Whereas a woman doesn't want to, they just want to vent, get it out of their system. They want support. They don't want <laughs> the a solution, the they just want support. This exactly. is actually really true. But men always go, and I do it too with a lot of people because I've got that very yang energy. Like my friends will complain and they just want to be heard. They don't want a solution. And I'll be like, so this is A, B, and C. I'll give them three different solutions. And they're like, could you F off? Like I just want to be heard and probably have some sympathy, which I lack giving. But, or at least empathy, which I can give. Yeah. But I'll give empathy with the solution. And that's something that I definitely have to be like, ooh. And at the end of the day, it is just them, like, having a vent to the first person they see. I know I've learned that through my mum. <laughs> Love you, mum. But sometimes... <laughs> <laughs> well, I just need to release it. When you come out. home, right, you just need to, like, release it and get it out of the system. Which is... Yeah. You, know, you realise that another own. form of this is just journaling. So, but it's just people who aren't doing that. Yeah, right. So let's talk about how you release that energy out. Like, let's say if you if you're going through a, a bad relationship or you just had a bad day in general, how do you let out your energy? This is I do one of two things. So I'll journal. Yeah. But if I'm either can't, it's obviously not the only things. But because I'm like, oh my god, I'm filled with words, and a lot of everyone who knows me is like, this girl is just a wall of words, and. It's, I can't even speak to people about it because they're like, you don't even making any sense. Um, and I just need to vent. It will be pen to paper. If I can't do pen to paper, and this is what I did of my most recent like relationship breakup, which was like two years ago, I just turn the record on on my phone and just go for it. And I'm just recording myself absolutely going for it. I hope nobody ever gets their do hands you, on this stuff. listen to yourself recording? Self-recording. Do I did self-recording for about two weeks after my last relationship breakup. Hysterical on the beach, crying, self-recording. Do you ever play it back to yourself now? And go, oh my God, no. <laughs> I had to delete it off my phone. I was like, I need this energy gone. But not straight away. It was on the phone for a while. But it was the best. I know that so that was the most... you have to get it out verbally. Yes. Yeah, I'm yeah. the same. So, like, for me, I'll either sing a song. <laughs> yes, you do a lot of... Grab the guitar or the piano and just, like, Adele, Lady Gaga, anyone that's, like, real deep, like, never mind, I'll fight. You know, just, like, real deep stuff. Continue. <laughs> yeah, so you're releasing it through, like, the emotions. Through, yeah, I release my emotions through, like, just belting my absolute lungs mm. out, which is something we yeah. do, like, when we yell... It's the same energy that we're releasing. Yeah, well, I'm arguing with it's my just, phone. It's just, I'm In the doing, car or something. Oh, okay, yeah. So, kind of similar with a difference, but... <laughs> I love that. I think that's amazing. And I know a lot of people recently, I was talking to somebody and he's like, yeah, I do that, what you do with journals, journaling, again. with music. I've got the hiccups. I have no idea what's going on here. But, okay, let's move on to our next question and let's come back to that, though, because yes. there is... We should probably just tap on it now. Oh, yes. Instagram So, I have these questions and answers that have actually helped me so much from my relationship, Mm. journaling-wise. So, I'll say the questions now because this is the best. If you're sort of stuck and you can't get over something or someone and you want to sort of say goodbye and grieve them, these questions help me so much. I'm talking like I had so much energy towards my boyfriend 
my ex-boyfriend, let's be ex-boyfriend of like 10 years and that energy was just not going anywhere. And then I did these questions and answers and I actually read them out. So you read them out to yourself. Um, and after that, the energy just completely shifted. All I had was absolute love and compassion for this human. Whereas prior to that, there was like anger, there was resentment, there was pain. So there was loneliness. So, so you're saying me, you have asked these questions? I said they, I had to write them and then I asked them to myself. So first, the first question is, how did you meet? So it's about me and whoever it is. So then I just answer this question. Okay. Obviously, when you're journaling, you just go for your life. Yep. And then the second question was, how long before you became intimate slash a couple? Obviously, this is in regards to a relationship, relationship. But also, you can do these questions for anything. Like, so how, how long before you became best friends? And then the third question is, describe the relationship. Fourth question is, belief system about this behavior and about the relationship. And fifth question is, how did you feel about the relationship? And the last mm. question is, how did you feel in it? So very similar questions, but they're actually, I was like, this is basically the same question. What do you mean? Because I got given this these questions by a therapist. I didn't come up with them myself. And when you're answering them, you're like, oh, this is t- two different things. So how I felt about it might have been the hopes and dreams and something that wasn't actually real. Or it might be totally negative too. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. how did I feel in it? Yeah, for example, yes, exactly. So, like, for the person that I was overseas with, it was like, how did I feel about it? I was resentful. I couldn't stand that person. How do you feel in it? It might be like, I felt... Well, at the time, you probably didn't know. safe. Like, I don't know. Do yeah. you, definitely, you come up with different answers. But if anyone's really struggling and you're like, I just want to get over this person no matter who it is and you don't know how, I recommend doing this because that's something that has helped me 200% and it's crazy how powerful it is energy-wise. But on that note, let us move. Can we go on to that question that we saw? What question? Regarding the one on Instagram that we posted for our Sheila's and a question came up about having those people on social media. Yes. So that was the next question. Should you follow an ex on the socials? Unfollow. Should you unfollow an ex on the socials? I think I did like when I, in my past relationship, I, I think I stopped following them after a certain time because it helped me like, move on faster I think because then I wasn't seeing their stuff as much and then yeah. I would help me like to start to forget about it mm. but then like a few years down the track once I feel like I healed more into our like not so new relationship just like I was just more comfortable like being friends with him at the time mm. we then like started to develop like a better healthier relationship and, yeah. and then I was like okay so yeah. I guess a bit to each of their own though like depends on what stage you're at in the relationship and yeah, I think it's definitely, you? if you can see your ex's stuff and you're not triggered at all, yeah. then go good for you. It's all awesome. Yeah. But I've never unfollowed anybody. Um, I used to have this thing where I thought it meant that they won. I'm like, yeah, you want me to unfollow you. That means you won. Until recently when I unfollowed someone who wasn't like an official ex, but is definitely has like what if stuff. And I noticed I'm like, you aren't following me anymore or replying to my stuff. So, so I was like, and then, but then I was kept seeing stuff on his and it was like, I don't know whether it was bringing up the fact that like, cause for me, and this is what happened in my second relationship, which was like the right guy, wrong time. We broke up. I didn't have any like emotional feelings. I was totally numbed out anyway. And 
I was fine with it. It was weird. Like I didn't have a grieving process. And then like two years later, probably even longer, I remember it was after Splendor and I was on the phone to him and he's like, look, Splendor's and, a festival, by the way. And he's like, look, I can't be friends with you anymore. Or at least at the moment. Like two years after? Like, yeah, because he's just like, oh, because I was really good friends with his friends and I was always like kind of in his face whenever he'd be somewhere, like as in like hanging out with his mates. And then I, and I didn't really understand at the time, but now I do. It was just a place for him to be like, look, I'm obviously not over you. I need my space. That two years later, he decides to say that. Well, I guess, because I lived away, so yeah, a maybe... a bit late, buddy. <laughs> I'd lived away. Well, this is what happened, so I lost it. I was hysterical, like, crying my eyes out. Like, it was like the grief so had you hit were, me. So you were still feeling things for him two years after? I No, okay, this is the point, I think, is that I always felt... I still feel the same things for him that I was feeling then. It's just the heartbreak of... And I'm such a loyal person that you telling me that you don't want to be with me in a relationship, relationship, and exclusive, that's fine. But not that he did it, I did it. But you telling me you don't want to be my friend, oh, that hurts so much. Yeah. So for me, it was, it's, I don't know if, for example, this person I unfollowed the, the other week, which isn't the same person. Um, I don't know if it's the trigger of like, oh, like that hurts. That same, like, you don't want to be my friend. So that's a little bit of a stout. I don't know if it's jealousy. It, it, I don't know is, what it is. Is it more so if they can't have you, then they, they don't really want to associate themselves with you at all? I think that he just needed time, like, with me not in his face back that then. But I don't know what it is for or people. is that just like a temporar- temporary thing, you know? Well, when he said it, it was like, oh, just for now, we cannot be friends, sort of thing. And I was like, hysterical, called his best mate, who was my best mate at the time. And he's like, did someone die? I was crying my were, were eyes you guys, out. Were you guys still chatting a lot, though? Like, no, I wouldn't say a lot, time? but whenever we saw each other. Like, we, you know, we'd just do the, like, he would come to my birthdays, I'd go to his. I wonder if he friends. still, was, like, had a fling or, like, a thing for you in amongst that time. I mean, I broke his heart and I really kind of stomped on it and just bailed to the other side of Australia. So who knows what he was going through, the poor thing. But for me, it was it was probably just like, a, I'm so over going to a festival I paid for for three days and you're there all the time. Yeah. In my friendship group. And like at the moment, and then, you know, you're wanting to hang out afterwards and stuff. And for me, it was purely, let's just be mates. And for him, maybe it wasn't. I definitely had that almost similar experience um with this guy that I only like didn't really like date date but we went on like quite a few dates and eventually soon enough he was like oh like let's go out yeah like let's become exclusive and at that time I was so stuck into my career like I was in another state and for me like I feel like I have to be close or like very physical physically close with someone um, or even in the same, like, a state. I want to be able to see them all the time to actually be in a relationship with them. But, yeah, same kind of thing. Like, he told me that he couldn't be friends with me and he, like, blocked me and everything because he just wanted to be exclusive and I basically said, I'm mm. not ready for that. And then he's like, then I can't even be friends with you. Mm. He's like, either I'm all in or I don't want anything to do with you at all. And I was like, okay. But I think, see, I think... I. I had, like, previously been on that other side as well, and I understand. People do it to protect themselves. Yeah. Because they're like, how can I get over this person? So, for example, the should you unfollow an ex on the socials, it's just to protect yourself. For me, it's to protect myself. Like, I'm so over just tapping through, 
and and you got to do what's right for you anyways yeah, you but know? it's only do you know what? it's only a recent thing as i said it's only a really recent thing where i realized that like it's just about protecting my energy it's about setting boundaries it's about yeah. um being able to either process or like let go whatever it may be for you but yeah. for me it's definitely about that like and protecting my boundaries so i think exactly. that if you for example so there's no like right or wrong answer at all with should you unfollow exes on socials but i think it's one of those things that if you see their stuff like for example my last ex the proper ex i remember seeing his thing and i just broke down crying on the ground like i just broke down crying and i don't think that i think that he was like the last sort of thing in my life that like made me realize how much i didn't love myself so he, mm. he wasn't like we only went out for a few months, but it was like, it was just a trigger for everything for me. And I'd never, like, I still have him on socials, but I remember that emotion coming up and I just lost it. I was hysterical, just crying on the ground. My friends were with me and they were just like, and they were just patting me on the back. Like, what more could you do? But if that's sort of coming up for you, and I obviously didn't do it at the time, these things and you're struggling to process them and even seeing him as a trigger, then I think that you have a right and it's not, well, it is kind of selfish it's, because you deserve to be selfish. Well, but but I mean, you have a right to protect yourself. But it's mm. being like, I'll unfollow you. Maybe in three months' time, you can follow them again. But like, I just Completely. think you got to look after your own interests. Exactly, you got to do what you can to protect yourself. And I think at the end of the day, everything is your choice. It's no one else's choice but yours. So, mm. got to do what you can. To but I would be going. open to it if you see something you're triggered, and then you're in a shit mood after that, mm. um, and you're not processing well, or like. You don't want to see what they're up to. Because I feel like so many times I know that I would have done this years ago before I had any emotional intelligence. Um, I would have been like just keeping them on socials maybe to see what they were up to. To see if like... Like spying on them? Almost. A little bit. <laughs> like not so much specifically to look at their stuff. But like, you know, I want to be part of that. I still want to be... Because that's my, yeah. big, my big thing is like clearly talking about the guy that like it broke me in half when he didn't be friends i still want to be in relationship with these people so the next question we have is like um are you can you be friends with exes and which is a good segue because it's like uh interesting that that's an interesting question i think for me i'm always gonna feel certain things for people i've been really intimate with um but then again like I think, yeah, of course you can be friends. It's just a, a matter of time and how much time you need in between to then go back to square one of just being friends. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think that I totally agree with you because I'll always, always love... There's only one where I can really struggling to find love for that person. <laughs> but the, I will guy. always love my exes <laughs> in a way that I shared these moments in my life with them whether it was like a few months or a year and a half they were part of this chapter of my life where I was completely vulnerable and exposed to them and they were like my number one human at the time yeah. so like they're a part of my history so I think I'll always love exes so and not in the way that like I have to be with them or anything like mainly I'm surprised at always how happy I am for ex like exes when they like find a new person which happens to be always because <laughs> I'm good luck and- Chuck but <laughs> but I like I'm so shocked at how like happy I am for them but it's also never gonna be like oh you're just another person and like just touching up on like that part of like relationships and and past relationships and like ending the relationships too. You actually asked me this question 
last week and you said, what's your opinion? Once a cheater, always a cheater. Yeah, so because your first relationship, it would I found it would be difficult to be friends with him considering you broke up on the terms that he more cheated. so More so because I'm big on loyalty and trust and that's just my trait. If I'm going mm. to go into a relationship, that's like the biggest asset you can give someone is yeah. loyalty, trust, communication, and what yeah. someone So what defeats. do you think? Once a cheat, always a cheat. I... <laughs> Look, well, I mean... After, I don't trust men. Like, yeah. especially after my first experience was like a shit one. No offense. I mean, this guy and I are friends now, but we're, we're okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, if your first experience with a man and break you break up, it makes it harder for me to trust a man. Yeah. Yeah, that would really rattle me. Yeah, really rattle. One hundred percent, and it makes me like struggle to trust men even more after that. Yeah. I think at first I used to be like, oh my god, everything's like sunshine and fairies. Nah, people are bloody brutal, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. They'll just do what they want to do and forget about loyalty and trust, you know? Yeah. So if you heard, let's give you a hypothetical. If you yeah, heard, okay. um, you're dating a guy and he wants you to be 100% with him and then you, you mm-hmm. have a friend that comes up and says, I just want to let you know, in his past, he's actually cheated on his previous girlfriend or girlfriends. Yeah. A multiple. Um, And he's like to you, look... I understand what I did. And you bring it up with him. You're like, I don't actually trust you like because this is what I've heard or whatever. Um, and you bring it up to him and he's like, I, I blew up my lesson. Go. Um, <laughs> see, I wouldn't even trust him by, by them saying, I blew up my lesson. Like them trying to suck up to okay. you. Like that's me being... That's them going, you know, I just, just want them want to get in ya so bad. Um, <laughs> okay, just, but he wants to date you officially. Like, you have a really good connection. You want to date him, but this is yeah, your no, I thing. No, I think everyone deserves um, a chance. Okay, yeah. But a second chance? No. No, a second chance, like, what, fool me once, that's on you. Fool me twice, that's on me. So, I've got a good one for this. So yes, yes, my, please. uh I find it interesting. Tell us about like, your part. So I have had a cheating experience. I was the cheater. News break. <laughs> oh, mom's not listening. And I oh, couldn't have learnt a better lesson in my whole entire life. Blessed that it was when I was very young. Um, it destroyed what me. What did you learn? I learned that it's nothing to do out? with hurting the other person for Wait, me. Did, did he, does he know? Does not know. Oh. No. It's nothing to do with him I think being... I know. <laughs> it's nothing to do with him being hurt. It's all to do with the fact that it absolutely destroyed me. Like, the guilt and the shame, and I don't handle any of that, and it just ruined our relationship anyway, and it ended up ending purely because I couldn't connect with this person. But what was your reasoning behind cheating? Like, why did you initially decide to do it in the first place? Okay, so I, I'm trying to think about the timeline on this. Um, I I'll go- get that. Okay. Try again? Siri, <laughs> Siri needs, doesn't get it. So, <laughs> it does, do you guys get it? Um, okay, so what did I learn? You, I didn't answer oh, that, sorry. though. So, I basically learned that some people can compartmentalize things. So, they can be like... Jews are cheating and then still live their life and pretend it didn't happen and it has nothing to do with them. For me, if I do anything, if I make a mistake, if I, for example, I might have like, I heard something differently this morning on the phone with you and kind of snapped and like, I have to really go into like forgiveness with myself to get over like tiny little mistakes. This wasn't a tiny little mistake. I completely cheated on somebody. If they had done that to me, I would have killed them. But 
I did that and it destroyed me in the process. But so you... it destroyed my relationship because it destroyed me. I got severe, like, I just beat myself up about it. So I would never do something like that ever again because it's like, that was so not worth it for my mental health, like, who I am as a person. But going into that, though, like, what was your mentality like in terms of... Of doing the did you, yeah. Yeah, did you like that person that you cheated on that other guy with or so I think that timeline wise there was something that came up with the my partner at the time and I was very sus on him like I just the things didn't add up this one night he went out and then like there was Facebook photos and all these things like they never had black and white evidence that he cheated on me but he wasn't honest with me about something and it sort of looked like that. So and that I is never trust. really knew. That, that's your trust. So my trust was broken. Okay. And I think it was a defense mechanism for me to be like, um, like protect myself in a really dysfunctional way, a completely dysfunctional. And because I wasn't functional at all at that stage in my life. And so I just sort of was like, I guess this is my self-sabotaging. I'll ruin you before you ruin me. So I'll ruin this. Is that just your own insecurity coming out? A hundred percent. So cheating is linked to insecurity, do you think? I don't know how it could it be, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and so basically I feel like that was when I sort of had the green light to like a bit of a spiteful, it was maybe started off a bit spiteful or maybe that gave me the green light to like do what I want and maybe not have at the time that level of consciousness because I think I remember being a bit disassociated from him after that because I was like, I genuinely just don't trust you after that. And then... Mm the person who it was with was like a massive connection yes like there you go Sheila's if they cheat on you they're just insecure oh for sure I I don't I don't know I think there's many reasons I would say that a cheater is use maybe doesn't respect themselves or their partner enough they have their own issues bottom line is definitely insecurity Mm. because they have their own crap to deal with like Mm. if you're willing to do that you just don't know what you want and not knowing what you want comes back to not knowing who you are and for me i didn't exactly. know who i was for years and that's oh, it's, it's so true though relationships really help uh Built, figure think, out who you, who are. you are so that's the one thing i would give um when i talk to my girlfriends or anyone who's like either bitching about their boyfriend or whatever it may, may be and i'm like look what are your non-negotiables what are your needs so what? So you and I, like different. You every single person in the world will have yeah. different non-negotiables and different needs, and that will probably come from the environment they're brought up in. So for mm. me, it's like my non-negotiables are like I want radical transparency. So if you struggle to communicate, we're going to battle because that's the one thing that my main thing that I want is absolutely radical transparency. Um, I need someone who's going to be like a best friend, like a partner and a team. We're a team, and yeah. that when we're a team which I probably it's interesting because all these things I'll say is things I didn't actually get in my relationship so I noticed I'm like oh this is what I was something I need yeah. and you're not able to give that to me and yeah. I know I need it because of this is my makeup um yeah. and so but in regards to that like when someone I want a best mate I want someone to not only hold me accountable for mm. my actions and for who I am as a person but I want them to also love me when I can't love myself like a friend would like a best yeah. friend would like a family should so, and I've noticed that in a couple of my relationships, they couldn't love me when I couldn't love myself, which was in all the relationships, let's be honest, but probably 50% of them, they've been able to love me when I can't love myself and nurture me and be there for me. But the That's other a really 50%, good trait though, hey? Like, I've never thought about that before. 
Wait, what part? Just them loving you if you can't love yourself. Yeah. And like, because there's gonna be times to... in your life where you're really broken down, and if you want that partner for the rest of your life, like come 80 years old, mm. even 60 years old, and something happens, you know, you want them to be able to build you up, not tear you down because you're tearing yourself down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I feel like what the main thing is non-negotiables know what your non-negotiables are figure them out and i think that you figure them out through breakups through the end of relationships whether it's a friendship or whether it's a like a partner yeah yeah like all they are is teachers and you even told me you're like you can't put so much trust into everyone that you meet like you've mm. got to have some boundaries you've learned a lot of lessons about naivety this year, i've learned a lot i've learned a lot um <laughs> Well, I, mean, I think that it's expectation as well. Like, I, for me, I will yeah. put, I will say, like, I'm this person and these are my standards and my morals and my ethics. And then because I become your best friend, I expect that you have the same morals and ethics. So, and then, but expectation literally totally. just leads to disappointment. There's nothing that good that comes from expectation. 100%. So, like, that's massive thing I've had to learn, especially because it's an interesting topic that we're doing over the past, like, month or so probably actually all year and for the past like couple of years I've been in the process of is like figuring out my friendships and being able to let go of what was and what is because I've grown as a person in a way not saying that they haven't but I've grown in a way where I like want deep connection like I want that radical transparency I want to be able to be heard for what's going on with us for me having these expectations that's so valid like having expectations for people that you're so close with like yes you're expected to be a good friend everyone is if you're if you're if your label is that with someone you know yeah i think i've definitely learned that a lot too like coming back home and thinking i have strong relationships with people back here that when i hang out with them i realize it was kind of more so a facade yeah oh 100 percent. especially where we live i think that it's a very big facade where yeah no one wants to be judged for being a mean person so they'll never which is what i kind of want i'm like i'm just the person who straight up wants my friends to be like well friend to be like i'm done with you i'm over this i can't handle you because then i can go okay i'll grieve this whereas i'm never going to get that from these people because they don't want the last thing they ever want to come across is mean and ruin their reputation in this small sort of community. Yeah. But for me, I've done a lot of work on like writing letters to these people, obviously not sending them, but like just being like, what's I'm hurt me? I'm going to and send them to everyone. <laughs> what in fact? Oh my God, imagine my life with this being set up. Like, I actually, what's I, that movie? The thing is, Have you seen that movie where they're like, oh, it's the PS. The PS, PS the, all the boys I've loved. To all the boys I've loved. I've loved before or something. It's like my and they worst get sent nightmare. Out. She ends up pimping out from that one, though. Yeah. I'm, I'm jealous of her. That's great. Good yeah, on you, girl. But I feel like me. even if they were sent out, there'd be a lot of interesting... Like, there's no hard feelings or harsh words. No. It was just my own pain and loneliness and expectations that I was, like, going through. And I needed to, again, doing my thing that I do, which is write. And that's what's on, one thing I would definitely recommend is, like, Write a yeah. letter to these people and say the stuff you're never going to say to their face because it's just too much drama. If you need to, read it to yourself out loud, burn it, do whatever you need, or even but let go. Finding a way where you know how to release the energy that isn't like harmful <laughs> to you or anyone else. Um, whether it be through physical activity or even just chatting to a friend and venting. I know that sounds like you totally see, I cliche. would say, I would say, don't do that. If you yeah, chat but sometimes to, I you can let it out. 
Like, I know yeah, okay. for me, like with you, you're like, just let it out. Call me and let it out. And okay. honestly, half the yeah. time, that does that does help because it's just mm. you hearing your own thoughts rather than turn into subconscious thoughts. Mm. Okay, and yeah. trying to trash I would say them in the bin. maybe that not not do that. But for example, I'm your cousin, and like we do this together. Like, there's so much trust here. I feel like, there's but don't be someone who yeah. I would not recommend. And this is what I used to do when I was younger, and it's terrible. Would just let out my opinion to whoever was able to listen. No, and those you've got to people, choose the right. Like, if yeah, you're gonna do it, you gotta and you do can it to end up right doing people. way more harm than good because when someone listens, they're probably listening 50 percent of the time. They're making up their own story in between that, <laughs> and then they're telling that person that you were ranting and raving about, and nothing good comes from it. Yeah, but exactly. I would say have your like one human. But in regards to that and what the the outcome was it wasn't just like hey that's done my friendship's over because I never wanted to ace friendships to end right but I just needed to understand that they couldn't give me the expectation that I was having of them so since then and since doing the work whether it's journaling or whatever I've done when I do meditation that's like a cord cutting meditation mm. all I knew that I was doing was like accepting it was all a process of acceptance acceptance mm. to the fact that like maybe they can't understand the trauma that i've been through so they can't be there to help me like acceptance acceptance yeah that's acceptance. True, and so it was in order to accept the past which is things that i was getting caught up about maybe four years ago three years ago um i would write about it and then i would be able to accept them now and then it's changed my relationship with these people for the better, like so much better. Like I've never yeah. been in a better position with these people. That's so true. Like, and I love that you bring that up because it's it's not like they don't understand, like, or they're not. No, it's not like they they're not willing to listen or have a good conversation with you about it. It's because they haven't been through through the experience. Not mm. that they don't understand. Yeah. Well, they both don't understand, but like maybe not yet. Maybe like once they've been through the experience, they're willing to chat more about it and be like, oh, I totally know what you mean. <laughs> like when you brought up this and yada da. Like. So true. Like a lot of my, like if I talk to my therapist about it or anything, she'll be like, you'll be there for these people maybe in five years, 10 years, who knows what it'll be. But I just happen to be someone who's gone through really hectic experiences at a young age, which I'm so grateful for. But Mm. it's really, I had no choice. Because before that, I wasn't able to help anyone in their situations because I hadn't actually experienced it. This is so interesting too because this is something that a lot of people, I was looking at a podcast, are going through in Victoria and they're saying like, oh, I'm really getting to know who my real friends are now because I'm not like getting empathy from them, I'm not getting understanding from them. I'm guessing it's more interstate friends, for example, yeah. because they're not making the effort with them to yeah. see if they're okay. But it made me realize so much. I was like, oh my God, this is so interesting because it's the way I was about my friends. I was like, oh, I'm not getting, I'm really starting to realize who my true friends are now because they're not able to give me all this empathy and understanding. They're not able to give me that because they haven't actually been through that. And unfortunately, when let's say our perspective living on the Gold Coast in this pandemic, yeah, nothing like what Victoria is going through. Oh, nothing like and Melbourne like, especially. Nothing. We've had the beach. Even at our worst, we were able to pretty much do anything we wanted even, compared to what they're even going in the states. Right now. Like to my friends that are listening in the states, uh, Victoria are now going through stage four of the pandemic, which is like they're locked up. Like they're in. They're full allowed lock- out they're one in- hour a day. Yeah, they're in full lockdown though, and then like it, to me, it just blows my mind because in America, their cases are blown through the roof and they're still allowed to like meander around and do what they want and then also the other thing that's very interesting that you say because so they they said on this podcast are you able to be friends with people who Mm. 
um, or are you ending these friendships with people who have different political views of you right now? So for example, I would say the two debates and topics that are coming up are like um, lockdown. So like I personally would say that it's over the top and ridiculous. Um, and the second yeah, one 100%. is the vaccine. So like they're basically saying if, the, if your friends don't agree with you on these policies, should you just ditch them? Best, I, re- I sort of thought about that and I was like, that's wild that we don't live in a world where we can just take someone else's point of view, still be friends with them and just compartmentalize that and go, you know what, that's what you believe in. But I think that that for me was, I got taught that in 2016. Living in America, being at, on one of the front lines of going through the most what, divisive... Getting taught to accept or to not Accepting accept. that people just don't... Have different Because of their upbringing, because of their family, because of the way they... The experiences they've had in the world, they don't see things from the same point of view as you, and that's okay. Yeah, exactly. So, like, for example, like, being around so many Trump supporters at a time where I was like, this is ridiculous. I cannot understand how you cannot see what's going on. But it was a whole year of, like, literally with the microphone, interviewing people person after person and hearing a different point of view yeah and and looking at them their ethnicity their situation their age and being like oh there's so many different things that actually apply to your perspective right now that i haven't experienced so i'm open-minded to the fact that like you're going through something different to me but i thought it was really insane that people are willing to and i kind of saw a bit of it in 2016 where like roommates for example one was a trump supporter and one was like gay so it's like that was really intense and they were you know started to ruin their friendship and i feel feel like if you believed that strongly it might but that's something that i feel like australia is kind of starting to go through which is really interesting do you think that america helped you to be really more open-minded it did especially with a lot of my friends that are very political over there like i have a lot who feel very strongly about politics in the u.s and Mm. to be honest i respect them a lot because it shows that they're not afraid to stand on their own opinion yeah Mm. and that to me that's amazing and it actually opens up more conversation for me to learn their opinion and accept that what they're they're thinking is just another thought or like someone else's opinion and that that's okay opinions are okay it's not it's not illegal to have an opinion if anything like you learn so much more i'm gonna learn more by someone who has much more of a difference of opinion than someone who's so similar to me amen yes so they say that the person in the room that's like has the complete opposite opinion to you should be the one that you're like not avoiding but you should yes we go over there and have that conversation not because you want to argue or debate but because you want to learn it's all about learning, which is interesting because it comes back to like what we've got with like our exes, like all every this whole experience for us is learning. So if we yeah. start to avoid the people and only hang out with the people who agree with us, then what what are you really learning? What are you learning? You're just basically hanging out with people because you want to hear what you already know. And you know what? Most of my relationships that haven't become <laughs> all of them <laughs> successful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Other ones that well, I find that I have too many similar interests too, and not enough, and not enough of like a difference. That's interesting because the person, you know, my relationship that I'm really struggling to have like love and compassion for the one of them because mm-hmm. it we definitely wrote it out for so long that we ended up resenting each other. Yeah. So that like it got to a point where it's just so turmoil that it was like toxic and like we couldn't see anything but. Or feel anything but the horribleness for each other. I was like, what was I attracted to this dude for? And we were so opposite. So like, for example, 
people yeah. that you're most like will you like it's funny so many stories start out where you're like oh my god this is my best friend but i absolutely hated her at first because of a b and c and it's like that you probably didn't like her most likely it's because if you end up being because best friends so opposite no so so similar to you that she was triggering you because people who are similar oh. to us trigger us the most because they're bringing things up in myself. So, for example, yeah, I, might I see be, you as competition. Yeah, I might oh, be like totally fully jealous sense. of the loudest girl in the room because I'm like, oh, someone's <laughs> stealing my thunder. <laughs> Excuse me. But like, that means that they're just triggering me, basically, oh, in me. So, so true. with yeah. him, this guy, he was the opposite to me. So, I was drawn to him because I'm like, oh my God, I'm ADHD and your OCD. Your OCD <laughs> this is so beautiful. How do you keep this all in order? Like, whatever. <laughs> Whatever yeah. it was. Reach the people who are OCDs <laughs> out there. Like, I need someone like that in my life. Yeah. I have a little bit of it. And then yeah. it obviously was like there was, there was this attraction. And I could tell that when he started, we first started dating, things he was attracted to me about were actually the opposites to him. So he didn't have. So we're both drawn to each other because of this opposites attract, literally. But opposites might not last or be able to get through the Yeah, we're not saying that's a be-all, end-all. So basically when it came to go and get tough and we were both the opposite, it didn't work. It wasn't working. Like we were too opposite. Yeah, yeah. So you've got to have like a nice contrast. It can't be too much of a contrast. Yeah, 100%. can't be too saturated. (laughs) Yeah, like opposites attract, but you got to work out whether you have the same values. Yeah. That's one thing that I would definitely say. It's got to be a good balance there too. 100%. 100%. And I do think in saying that opposites attract, there still has to be some level of similarities there. Because yeah. I mean, no one, like for me, for example, don't know if I'd be able to date anyone that doesn't like to be physically active. I'm sorry, but that's just how I how I rumble, you know? Um, well, yeah, you, that's the opposite to you. So you don't, I think that it's, that comes down to value. So maybe if Your values have to align. So that yeah. if I look at my exes at the time, our values didn't align. Like for example, the right guy, wrong time. I was ready to get lit and eat pingers in Perth, whereas <laughs> he was like probably getting lit, but he wanted to settle and he just wanted to be content in the one place. And like I was really just like let me free, let set me free. But let also me go. like you were so young too then. Like yeah. you probably just wanted to see the world and like get out of your comfort yeah. zone a little bit more and. Yeah, so but, but the thing is, like, no matter what would have worked, if, if those values at that very moment time don't w- align, then it's going to be difficult to make it work. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, that's also really interesting. But let's get on to, I've really asked some of these questions. One of them, who I promised to answer, but I find a really strange question. I don't even know how to. Yeah, it was really um, difficult How to long <laughs> till you can hang out with them, so being your ex, and yours and their new girlfriend, boyfriend? So basically, like, how long of time... Till I would hang out, out with, with my ex, with my new partner, maybe. I don't and know if I would invite. <laughs> I don't know anyone who would do this. Like, I'm like, could you let me know? But the, obviously, unless like, you're trying to like really get their attention and be like, yeah, you jealous of But you're happy partner. in relationship, I suppose. Like, I suppose it depends on you. how much of like, uh, I, you know what? I did speak to this girl. She's um, like, she's American, firstly. Okay. So love her. Um, but, we love but, you she already gets 10 more points than everyone else um, but so 
I get she's a lot like me in regards to like we've been able to like be friends with people we sleep with and like friendship sort of comes first and then other things come second and that was the case in this situation that she was talking about okay so for me it's like if my really good friendship and I we started to date and then we're like oh this doesn't actually work peace and then we both want us to remain really good friends and we both get new relationships and then we want to hang out yeah, when would that happen? I don't know when. I don't honestly. know when that would happen. I, if I it can happen at all, see. civilly, awesome for you. I'm jealous. That is amazing. Because obviously I've said before, keeping people in my life is a really, really, like, like I'm so loyal that I want every single person who I've shared any type of vulnerable experience with or any type of fun, awesome moment with to stay in my life. And letting go of excess has been really tough in that situation. So if you can do that, yeah. then... I'm like, go for it. But I, also, I definitely don't have a timeline for you. I always just feel like it's done to be really hard to find people that feel very equally about that uh, particular scenario in regards to, like, the breakup. One, I feel like there's always one person who would always want it more than the other, you know? So maybe they, mm. it, it's going to take a lot longer for, for the other person maybe to find their part in your relationship together. So it's a really interesting question. Don't know how I would feel doing that, but yeah, I don't know. I think it, I think honestly, the bottom line is it is up to not you and your friend, um, you but and the other guy that you dated. It's the partner's decision. Yeah, you're like, how does how does your how do you how does your boyfriend that? feel about it? How does his girlfriend feel <laughs> about it? Hey, I got a new relationship. Do you guys want to do you want to meet up with us? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, if you were if you were genuinely friends though, and like you're like. And that was behind you and you can accept that you would have never worked and you're both genuinely happy for each other. Like, maybe that's possible. For example... Is that going to be Reese... awkward for the, the guy that you're dating, though? Like, the new guy? Go that's what I mean. Like, I think that it's completely up to him. Yeah. I don't think that it's up to me because in my head, right... I'm the type of person who's like, I'm naive when it comes to that stuff. I'm like, yeah, we're just going to go hang out with my ex and then put my part. I would unconsciously put my partner in that position. Whereas he's like, I'm not comfortable with this. So I think that it, for me, I would have to go, actually, are you comfortable with this? Can you tell me 100%? Although this yeah. is wild. So I went and met up with my ex while I was dating my partner. And he said off the cuff, like, being like, yeah, no, it's fine. I don't think he actually thought it would go through. And I went and met up with my ex in Amsterdam. What? I don't think he actually thought it would go through. He's like, what do you mean you're actually going to Amsterdam? I'm like, yeah, well, court's like, she's booked our flights. You said it was cool. Like, you don't mind. There was groups of us, so there was like four of those boys. Oh, okay, yeah. And then Courtney and myself. And then, uh, <laughs> throwing her name out there. But they, and, <laughs> anyway, the, the, the moral That's of the cool. story is that she ended up, like, being with her partner because of it, and they're still together and they're happy. But... I don't think that my partner at the time was actually okay with it. I think he just said it because he was being a nice guy. Next minute, oh, I'm like okay. in Dubai going over to Amsterdam for four days to hang out with my ex and his mates. Oh my gosh, that's wild. Yeah. But like, that, that's one experience upon many. Like, you never know. Maybe it can, maybe it can work. Maybe it, it won't work. Maybe but I think that comes from my partner at the time being very trust trusting in me probably saying he was okay with it when deep down he maybe wasn't um and kind of probably being a people pleaser not putting his needs first which would have probably been if, if he'd asked me the same thing it'd be a hell no yeah now maybe like i also feel like some people get scared of of getting the d 
getting like dunked. I don't know why I said the D. The D is not used in the same phrase <laughs> at the moment, but okay. <laughs> getting dumped when you are completely open and honest. Oh, okay. You know? Mm. Not that you would or get just dumped, like, maybe people would think... You don't want to be the bad guy. Be. I feel like exactly. it's more like, I wouldn't want to be the bad guy. You want to try and act, oh, yeah, I'm cool with that. Yeah, I'm completely that. fine with this. On another note... We have to wrap this up. Yeah, we've been talking to you guys for a long time. <laughs> we didn't but... even get around to a lot of like the topics of discussion or even most of the questions. So At least you walk away. We, our hope is that you walk away with something that you've learnt at least or something insightful I want to say <laughs> some awareness about how much of a psycho Emma is but <laughs> if not I watched this really good TED talk and it was absolutely amazing thoroughly recommend it and it says how to get to get over the end of a relationship super interesting I learned a lot about it and where we can get stuck because the main question was then being like how long does it take and it's like there is no definitive time there definitely is some type of time you can't just get over somebody within a week and if people tell you that that is so so tell me your methods what is going on there and another guy that I also enjoy uh, listening to on occasion he's on YouTube as well Um, this guy's called Matthew Hussey and he goes into he dives deep into like relationships and like the psychological factors behind it too so if anything uh if you want to know more information these ones are highly recommended by us um by all means you do not Mr. have Hussey, to eh? Mr. Yeah. Hussey. yeah um but yeah i could go on about this for so long and there's so much more that i would love to cover but i want to know what you guys want to know like i'd love to do one on love avoidance slash love addiction because that's such an interesting topic especially when it comes to Mm -hmm. breakups and relationships but let us know what you want to know and if you could and if you like us give us a five star rating please give us a five star rating i know some of our mates have subscribed kudos to those guys that have um and if you haven't please subscribe to us at the sheilas and shenanigans podcast and, uh, and thank you for just being absolute legends and listening because yeah. this is so and exciting for, for us. all the feedback that you've given. Thank you so much, Emma, and I really, really appreciate it. Mm, love the feedback. Love that feedback. And let us know what else you guys would like to hear. Thank yeah. you so much, Thanks, party, party people. people. Do you add subscribe thing? Do you add subscribe? subscribe? Oh. <laughs> and subscribe. Comment and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> I love when Gabby does that. Thank you, party people. Peace out.